When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Garland, four on the shot clock over Jakob, naturally. Uh, he's really feeling it. Hey, everybody, it's Gary. Welcome back to another episode of Hoops and Cards. Boy, NBA Draft Week, huge Russell Westbrook trade. The Olympics, the dream team, I don't know if you call them that anymore, but they won a couple games. Hopefully that's a good sign, but lots of rumors, and it's the National Week. Guys, it is awesome hearing. I wish I was there. Instead, I'm hitting up the local. I'm going to do local uh, card shops here near Akron, Ohio. Just a kid from Akron, and love hearing about all the things that are going on in the hobby with the National and all the podcasts and content creators and live streamers and things. But this is a big week for the NBA. I mean, the first week of the offseason doesn't feel off at all. Feels like so much going on. Free agency, new card releases. Thank you, Select. We got a lot going on here. So let's get after it. One of the things I love about the NBA, uh, as we as we have it, you know, in our generation, is that there really is no off season. I guess that's the that's the trick. You know, the the Milwaukee Bucks won. Giannis got his ring, his trophy, and you know, we talked about the off season being a a lull or a time for the dip. And uh, man, if if week one of this off season is any indication, yikes! Right, we'll get to things like the draft and the big Russell Westbrook Westbrook trade to the Lakers and all the trade rumors, things that happened or didn't happen, and then free agency next week. Like, there's so much to talk about and how it impacts uh, basketball cards buying and selling. Guys, I'm Gary, welcoming you to uh, this is part of season two, like our second NBA season of podcasting, and I, I love hearing about the national. I love. Even though I'm not there and part of me wishes I was because in Chicago, seeing all the posts about the, the, just the fun people that are there, the, the friendships, the conversations, the great deals, the, the Chicago style pizza and hot dogs, all the, all the things that are happening, the free giveaways, cage giving away slabs like he's Santa Claus. Like I, it is, it is a blast for me just listening and guys, you may not have been to the national before, but I think the fact that something like that even exists and that I can hope to go to it one day or that we can hear about how how deals go down or how many people are there or how packed that place is or how even how much an Uber ride in downtown Chicago costs because of the thousands and thousands of just regular people like you and me that collect and love sports cards, they're down there. It reminds me I'm part of something bigger. Guys, you are part of something bigger. In fact, uh, knowing that you can go on eBay and at any given moment you can buy a card 
uh, of, you know, a Luka Doncic card from China or from the United Kingdom or Australia or from Canada or from Germany. It's at maybe someday there'll be a a global instead of just the national, there'll be the international or the global, you know, we've, we've done the virtual. I like talking about the local, but one day it's going to be a global gathering, I believe, uh, or, or continental gatherings, (laughs) right? It just reminds me we're part of something bigger and I'd encourage you, you know, I, I tend to be this podcaster that recommends that you listen to other podcasts. I want you to listen to this one because it's my favorite and it's fun talking with you and all that stuff. And and sometimes I enjoy listening to my own episodes. Other times I put it on like 1.5 X speed just to go through it and see how it sounds. But here's my deal, guys. I uh, totally love, totally love feeling connected to just a larger world, sports card con, like a larger world of what's going on in sports cards, basketball cards. And so absolutely card talk, live streaming, sports card investor, Lucas, Tigers and Bronze, Pack to the Future. So many of you guys that are broadcasting and telling us your stories of what it's like in Chicago right now, what the last day or two have been like. I know some of my local listeners, some of my friends here that are at the National now, and I can't wait to hear your stories or have you on the show. Brett, Mayank, Keith, uh, Brian, a lot of you guys that maybe I, I don't know for sure if you're at the National, I just assume, right, that that it's just part of the pilgrimage and part of feeling uh, connected, really, to everything that's going on. Not only, guys, the fun stories, but hearing about uh, all of the new businesses, content creators, products that are coming out. And then, you know, what's hot? I, I mean, I anticipated, here we are, August starts tomorrow, I anticipated football taking over, and it, and it sounds like it is sounds like quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, you know, Herbert Burrow, Tua, Hurts, all those guys, Brady and Mahomes, everybody quarterback is taking front and center stage in the hobby. And my hope along with that, you guys, is not only to make some short-term profits off of flipping Bakers and flipping Nick Chubbs, but but really also to, to just sweep through eBay or a cards show or event and say, man, I might never find a Trey Young rookie this cheap again. I'm buying that now. I'm buying that SGA rookie. I'm buying that courtside select rookie, those numbered parallels. The things that maybe guys that are just trying to catch the next wave, they're selling basketball cards cheaper right now. And I, my response to that is thank you very much. And, uh, I'm buying I am buying, so I'm not buying overkill. I'm not paying extra for, but I'm seeing some better deals here. If you listen to my last two episodes, whether that's the PC or investing, and it's just been fun going to the mailbox the last few days, fun going to the card show last week in Canton and the next three weeks, I believe here in Stark County, some great shows. So mine is the local guys and it loves, loves, I love, it loves it that we're connected to the national and the global hobby. So thank you to everybody spending money, selling cards, talking trades, having a blast in Chicago. Those of us that aren't there, yeah, there's a little jealousy. There's also just a, man, it's just awesome to know that it's happening. 
and that maybe next year in Atlantic City, we will be joining you. 33 points here already in this third quarter. Oh, SGA goes end to end in the scoop and score at the buzzer. As far as big news goes this week, I would like to start with a few thoughts about the uh, the surprise trade, I guess, of Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. And uh, that day, when that that rumor started to to gain some steam, and I'm refreshing Twitter like a lot of you guys to see what's going on with the draft and have my Cavs made any deals, what's happening with Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, and uh, SGA, whoever else, Colin Sexton, names that you heard heard bandied about. And I, it's funny to hear the even just the phrase bandied about. The only time you hear that is when it's uh, NBA, you know, silly season with all these rumors. But but the Westbrook deal did happen and it's going to happen. And so from a cards perspective, I mean, you've got you've got the Lakers now. I, I thought they would be a contender anyway, but there was a lot of noise about them making deals and them looking for a guard who can create his own shot, a guard who could play, uh, you know, alongside LeBron and AD and hold his own, meaning run the offense. And they certainly landed that. They certainly landed an aggressive, uh, ball-dominant guy that can do it all, really, on the court. Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest of all times that way. And, you know, this has gotten a lot of negative, actual uh, reviews in the media and throughout the NBA because one thing Westbrook isn't great at is outside shooting. And uh, it makes sense, obviously, that if you have LeBron, a LeBron team, you're going to want to surround him with outside shooting. You, you've seen the value of having clutch outside shooters throughout the playoffs. I mean, how did Phoenix get to the finals in the first place? And then how did Milwaukee beat them? Well, they had lots of good outside shooters who could come in, mid-range, three-point shooters, even you know a bench full of guys that could step in and hit big-time threes, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, holy cow. And then really the series, uh, the ebb and flow of that final series was about who's making their threes and who's not. Who's stepping up like Chris Middleton. And when Devin Booker stepped up, it seems like the Suns won those games. So it makes sense that, that the Lakers still need to add some outside shooting. But a lot of people expect veteran guys to sign for the minimum or the mid-level and and with the Lakers and, and help out LeBron, Russ, and AD. I, I just, I think it's awesome uh, as a guy who is rooting for LeBron. I think Russell Westbrook's cards and his value will benefit from that. How can they not? Playing in Los Angeles, getting lots of press and having a deep run in the playoffs next year. I think that's only going to help Russell Westbrook. So I like his cards, like his value. I like the impact for him. I like the way it, it actually helped me sell an Anthony Davis rookie card that day because I think somebody started to realize, oh, they are serious contender, not just a bunch of aging injury dudes who don't know how to play together. They're actually going to step things up, add whatever they need to add, and give LeBron and AD another um, just superstar to play alongside. So still those rumors about DeMar DeRozan and other quality offensive shooters joining the Lakers. So there's a lot of time left in the offseason. I love what the Lakers did. I love it. Uh, They paid a lot. And it would be fascinating to say, okay, well, what if any cards or players were helped over on the uh, Washington side of that deal? You know, the team that traded Russell Westbrook and they got Kuzma, Montrez, and KCP. Do any of those players see a bump in their value 
because of this trade? And I would say no. No. Do they help Washington become better? Yeah. But I'm not running out to buy Kyle Kuzma cards right now. I'm not, you know, I'm not sending my Montrez Herald rookies into PSA. I'm not sending anything there, actually. I'm not, I'm not worried about these three players. The two guys that I think benefit from this trade, actually, I'll give you a three that benefit from this trade in Washington. Number one, if he stays, is Bradley Beal. I think the Wizards look like a playoff contender now in the East with adding three solid rotation players. And they did pretty well in the draft. So I, I, I think Bradley Beal benefits. Now he's looking at a roster mostly built around what he can do. And guys that come in and know their roles, like Beal, Montrez, KCP, those guys play defense, they shoot. Montrez is a good uh, rebounder, rim protector. So they added three pretty solid players. And uh, guys that will understand, unlike Westbrook, they'll understand it's Bradley's team. So Bradley's the guy that gets the ball in crunch time. The offense flows through and flows to Bradley Beal. I think he benefits. And I think his rookies, uh, 2012 Prism, are super cheap still. Um, so there's a recommendation. I don't know if I'd call it a play or a flip or a long term, but I like Bradley Beal. And uh, if he gets traded still, I still like Bradley Beal as a value play for a guy that can put up 30 points a night. I think he's way undervalued. But uh, other guys in Washington that I think are helped would be uh, Rui Hachimura, who did finish the the regular season strong. And now to say, hey, Rui could be a, a starter moving forward on a playoff team on a Wizards team that looks like they could contend for a few years. And Rui has the potential to be, you know, starting the three or the four there. And I like that. I like it. And I think he has the work ethic and the character to take the next steps that he needs, not to necessarily be an all-star guys, but to be a solid contributor on a playoff team. And he could, you know, he could be an all-star down the road, but I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying, I think his card values or something worth watching still. And then the third guy there, because they believe in him and because when he was healthy and got minutes to run the offense or to be uh, uh, just <laughs> not standing around watching Russ or Bradley do stuff, I think Denny Abdija has a lot of potential too. And, and everything we've heard about him is that he does better with the ball in his hands or facilitating and uh finding the open man or taking the shot himself. He has that potential and he's young, right? Needs a lot of playing time, needs a lot of um, opportunity. And Washington drafted him for all those reasons. You know, Luca is not going to develop. Yeah, I said Luca. What I'm referring to is, is Dallas. Here's a guy that has to have the ball to, to show off his skills. And and Denny is nowhere near Luca, right? But he's younger, has the chance to develop. And a lot of people say similar approach to the game where he... He can shoot, he can pass, he can rebound and um, play a variety of positions. So I like the deal for both teams. That's that's a rarity, right? Uh, the, the, you know, the, the news really is Westbrook to the Lakers. And uh, I, I was already big on him as a long-term investment, but I think this helps. He, he can add a ring next year. It helps LeBron for obvious reasons and AD. I'm curious about your thoughts. Uh, one other thing fascinating this week would be all the trades that didn't happen. Buddy Heald didn't get dealed. Oh, that was bad. Colin Sexton didn't get dealed. And you've got other players that 
all those rumors about Shea Gilgis Alexander going here and there. I don't, I don't believe any of them. I know sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire, but sometimes where there's smoke, there's an agent spreading rumors. There's Jerry Maguire in the room telling all these other teams that he wants to play for them instead. I don't know what's going on with guys like Ben Simmons and Kyle Lowry. I just know all the names that we heard, most of the, it's not Major League Baseball. Like what, what kind of week did they have, right? Uh, there's still a lot to go in these next few months before the NBA season. So some of them may be dealt or there may be trades that some of the key pieces are put together, but the teams weren't ready to announce something. So I do think it's fascinating that the, the, some of the big names and, and I wonder if Damian Lillard is in Portland long-term. I think that will be interesting because he's awesome and he's, yeah, the best player in the history of the trailblazers. So I, I'll be fascinated to see if they add one or two stars to him, or if he's like, I'm out, guys. Same with Beal. I'm out, guys. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be fascinating to see what happens there. But big trades, big rumors. In a moment, we'll talk about the NBA draft. The double team to So I've always loved the NBA draft, and I've never actually been to an NBA draft party, but I got invited to the Cleveland Cavaliers Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse for one, two tickets in a Cavalier suite with some free swag, some free food, and a chance to hang out with my son, father-son time, so we got to do that, go to uh, just hang out with the Cavaliers uh, fans and all that stuff, And, and I'll say this, we had a great time. Uh, we wound up, you know, I don't know how many people were there. It's, it was, you know, nowhere near as crowded as an actual game would be. We, we drove up thinking, Hey, we're going to be in a suite. There's going to be lots of free food. And there was, but it was just like popcorn and bottled water. So guess where we went to get some real food. We went to Quaker steak and lube, got some wings, got some Louisiana liquor sauce. And we were all ready for whatever the Cavs were going to do. Right. And they were rumored to be trading Colin Sexton to like eight other teams or to be interested in trading for 20 other picks in the draft and these crazy rumors about what the Sixers asked the Cavs to give them in exchange for Ben Simmons, a player I would never want on my team because in the NBA, it kind of helps to be able to shoot and score points, especially if you are a wing player. It is not D&D, it's 3ND. You need to be able to make a three-pointer, and I'm sorry that Ben is the target of so many jokes, but um, it, it's part of it was the hype built up around him. Any, anyway, my point being the NBA draft. And here's where my take is on draft players, you know, whether it's Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, who the Cavs got, Cade Cunningham, I mean, all these guys probably have bright futures in the NBA, but card-wise, I can't go out right now and buy a card of theirs except these cheap Panini Instant cards or the Prism Draft set that's going to come out in what, like four months, three months? So I don't see much impact on cards right now. What what I do see is, and what, what I was thinking about throughout the night of the draft is when a team drafts and adds a superstar player, or a player at a certain position, how does it affect the guys already on the roster that I'm trying to 
collect or that I have my eye on as far as a sports card investor or flipper. So I'll give you a for instance. Like when Houston comes up to pick second, the Cavalier fan in me was like, gosh, I hope they don't take the guy that we want, which I think was Evan Mobley. But I was also thinking about, hey, I've got my my, uh, collector investor hat on going, man, the Rockets have some dudes. I, I like Kevin Porter Jr. I'm curious to see how his career takes off in the next year or two and what the Rockets actually think of him is going to be revealed in this draft pick. Same for Kenyon Martin Jr. I, I like him as a player. He showed some great promise in the last three months of the NBA season. So how does drafting Jalen Green affect Kenyon and Kevin? And the answer is, I don't know, probably makes them all better right? It it, it screams, Houston is going full on youth movement. And that can only mean good things for their young players. When, when you hear rumors that these teams that are higher up in the draft might trade their picks to get established players, that tells you they're, they're interested in maybe winning sooner, winning now. And so the young guys on their team might get pushed to the side. Like I'll give you a, for instance here, Suppose you are the New Orleans Pelicans and Zion is a great player and Brandon Ingram is a great player and you're watching what these guys do in the draft. Well, one thing they did was trade for Jonas Valanciunas. I love the deal, you guys, but I'm not Jackson Hayes. If I'm Jackson Hayes, I'm going, oh, guess I'm not playing so much. Guess they don't believe in me ready to uh, step up and be a, a rotation guy on a, on a playoff team here. Okay. You know what I mean? Look through the, especially the top 12, 15 picks of the draft because a lot of these teams are, are basically, they're playing their cards. Suppose you are a Orlando fan. I'm not sure why you would still be. Maybe you, you're like, I was with the Cavs for so long. This team's so bad, I have to root for somebody else for a while because the playoffs are going to be boring. You know, but you're an Orlando fan or you're an investor that's that's maybe you've seen good things in Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz in the past when those guys are healthy, especially Cole Anthony being a rookie that a lot of people like this past year. Well, when a point guard like Jalen Suggs falls to them and he can play the one or the two, you sort of go, okay, you know, I guess Cole Anthony isn't going to be running the show anytime soon. I guess Cole Anthony isn't going to be the face of this franchise. You could probably say the same thing about anybody else on their roster is going to take a back seat to the kind of leadership and the kind of versatility Jalen Suggs is going to bring to the table. And look at the team that passed up on him. Toronto, right there taking Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes? Maybe they love his upside. Maybe they just, they're just they just super enamored with these wings that can play defense. But when you're looking at the, the Raptors, you're going, wait, uh, Siakam and Anubi. They've got some guys that already do these things that are freakishly athletic. But are they saying, hey, we're moving toward a rebuild with guys like Scotty Barnes, whoever we can get for Kyle Lowry. They've got some other young players on the roster. I'm just saying, go through the top 10, 12 teams, and you and I both learn a lot of things about the kind of roster they're building, you know? 
it, here comes the draft, and Shea Gilgis Alexander does not get traded. In fact, OKC adds more future picks in some of these other deals. They add more young athletes, shooters, and big men. And you have to say, huh? Go ahead, say, huh? <laughs> SGA is their guy moving forward. They didn't package a bunch of things together to try to go get, you know, the number one pick. If they tried, they failed. So SGA is still the big name in Oklahoma City for another year. Guess who's going to be pushing 30 points a game and putting up the random triple-double? My man, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Most of the guys around him can do a variety of things. Love Lou Dort, love Darius Basley, right? Pokazhevsky. They added some young talent in this draft. That's great. It's great. It's just great. <laughs> but SGA is the guy. And so... Guys, when it comes to the draft, I'm not the one to talk to if you want to get excited about cards that'll be out in six months of Cade Cunningham. I'm just, yeah, and they'll be overpriced. I don't know how he's going to do in Detroit. Um, maybe Sadiq Bay has some, some value. Maybe Jeremy Grant um, adds value to the young core that they're building. I don't really care. I'm looking at how does it affect the guys the, the cards I'm already looking at, the, the Prism rookies from the last two or three years. I mentioned Jackson Hayes. You know, we should probably mention what does the, the Cavaliers pick of Evan Mobley mean to some of their young players? I think it means a lot more assists for Darius Garland. I think it means they believe in Isaac Okoro, who a lot of you don't know about. But the Cavs had their chance to draft an awesome wing player. And you know what? They looked and said, we've already got one. They love this kid. He's working his tail off in the offseason. And he could be one of those in the convo for most improved player next year. The Cavs have a lot of talent. They're inexperienced. But, hey, things are looking up when you add a big guy like Evan Mobley who people compare to Anthony Davis. I know that's unfair. I know I'm talking really fast and y'all want me to slow down. I'm talking way too fast to say y'all. But, hey, watch how the draft impacts current rosters and players you already had your eye on. Don't do anything impulsive and wait to see what this week of free agency holds. All right, so we spent some time looking at uh, the national and the card market when it comes to the NBA draft, the big trade of the Russell Westbrook, and then some of the ways draft impacts the current players, but guys, I went shopping today. I went to two sports card shops in my area and I was there probably a total of three hours. Didn't buy anything. I wanted to, like, I really wanted to. It just seemed like prices were high for wax and prices were a little bit high on players that were cards that I, I really wanted. And I did find myself, you know, looking for bargains, looking for deals like I often am, and then also noticing that there's a lot of good raw basketball cards available because people haven't been able to or haven't wanted to send as much into grading. So, I mean, I saw some Luka Doncic rookies that were raw that were a pretty decent price. I saw a Giannis Hoops rookie that looked like it could gem mint if I felt like grading it, but the price was kind of high. 
sometimes I wonder if card shops and dealers put lots of cards out with price tags on them and they maybe haven't changed them in the last two months to reflect current market prices. And that's that's okay. I just I just realized that, that my money today was better spent online, maybe uh, eBay, or maybe just saying, hey, look, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait two more weeks because after the free agency buzz, uh, basketball is going to take a backseat for a little while for that mid-August to mid-September, mid-August to late September. I mean, besides for a few big trades, people's focus will be off the NBA. And, you know, I <laughs> I had this feeling like near the end of being at both card shops, well, I got to buy something. I got to buy something. No, I don't. I don't have to overpay for a box of wax. I don't have to overpay for... Guys, here's the thing. I really found myself wanting to buy an Anthony Edwards pink cracked ice prism rookie. And I still might. That one was fairly priced, looked like a great card, but I still think it'll, it'll be 20% cheaper in a month. I really do. And I thought, you know, what is my hurry? These cards will be there. So I, I passed and I said, you know what? I'm going to go for a drive, get some pizza and talk to my hoops and cards, friends like you and say, guys, the off season is, is exciting. It is worth paying attention to. Some bargains are on the way. And uh, keep your keep your eyes open for some of these Trey Youngs and John Morants and Giannis and Zion. They're Lucas. They're cheaper than they've been in a long time, and and they're cheaper than they're going to be in three months. Just saying. So jump back in at, at the point that that seems best for you. I'm gonna wait about another two weeks. And then, I'm going to pounce, baby. (laughs) I am saving up some capital for some bargains when everybody is watching preseason football and doing their fantasy football drafts and they're, they're dumping their, you know, awesome NBA cards. It's going to happen. Mark my words. I want to hear some of your scores, some of the things that you guys chase and seize in this next six weeks because I think it's, I think it's huge. Off-season is not a time to sleep. Let's get after it. Jalen Noel finds Anthony Edwards. And sidesteps for three, and that was very James Harden-esque. Guys, it's been great to be back with you again here at Hoops and Cards great episode. You know, the the Westbrook trade just makes me even more excited for the upcoming NBA season, even though the offseason's like five minutes old and there's so many more rumors and things, dominoes that have to fall. Like what is going to happen with Brooklyn? What's going on with Bradley Beal? I almost said Bill Simmons, Bobby Simmons, <laughs> Damian Lillard, all the things. And uh, yeah, So excited for you, for the hobby, for basketball cards, just in general. I I want uh, to add value and share the excitement and encourage you and say, look, this this time that you're spending in the offseason matters and you're crushing it. You're enjoying making new friends. Even just listening to a podcast like this says, uh, yeah, I'm in. I want to learn. I want to develop. I want to invest. 
I want to enjoy this hobby. I want to make money and uh, I want to stay aware, stay aware and alert what the, what's going on. And uh, so that's one of the things I enjoy doing and sharing with you here at Hoops and Cards. As always, guys, I love it when you do a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can do it or share this with a friend or like us on Twitter, follow us, like us on Instagram, all those things, at Hoops and Cards. And always, as always, DM me. Let me know where you're listening from. It is so much fun getting messages from you guys. I've had messages from random parts all over the world. So love to hear from you, where you're from, how long you've been collecting or investing, and what's what's your latest uh, goal? Like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to get? What players are you after? Um, don't worry, I won't like jump in and snag all of them off of, you know, Starstock. Like, do your thing. But I'd love to hear, you know, what you're doing. And uh, let's learn from each other. Thanks again for listening. Guys, I am out, but I'm, I'm, I'm always checking the news, ESPN, Twitter to see what's, what's the next big woge bomb. What's going to affect the basketball card hobby with free agency coming up. And uh, looking forward to our next episode with you here at Hoops and Cards.